Welcome to The Pen and the Yod. Rabbi Michael Siegel of Anshe Emmet Synagogue in Chicago talks with author Jonathan Eig about this week's Torah portion of Nitzavim, The Power of Forgiveness. When you think about important relationships in your life, what are the components that make for successful relationships? Oh, wow. <laughs> put me on the spot there. You know, I got to say, I put honesty very high on the list there. Okay. I think, you know, and that's, a, you know, and that just doesn't mean like George Washington, I shall never tell a lie, or was it, maybe that was Abraham Lincoln. I don't know. Um, but <laughs> um, I, I mean, like the deep kind of honesty, like really trying to understand one another and trying to, you know, embrace the good and the bad and, and just really knowing somebody so well that you can you can say anything and and you can apologize meaningfully and you can survive the bumpy bumps and all of that i guess that's that's the first thing that comes to mind for me i couldn't agree more but i i would also add a willingness to forgive so on the one hand we have to be honest but on the other hand we also are human and we're going to make mistakes mm -hmm. and so part of a, a healthy relationship is not only honesty, but a willingness to acknowledge that we make mistakes and to go through a process of forgiveness. Yeah, I think that's right. I think there's no way to have a real relationship without forgiveness because otherwise you're you're ignoring the things that, that upset you, you know, burying them and not dealing with them. And that's going to just turn out bad in the long run. And when I presented that idea, what I was also thinking about was relationships writ large, I meant by that, was that our relationship with God. Mm -hmm. I had a feeling and, you might end up going there. Right. It's a big surprise. Um, and I'm not going to apologize either. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Um, but tshuva, this notion that we can return, that we can seek forgiveness, that we can find our way back to God, is... I think one of the most unique contributions that Judaism has made to the world, where other religions will often point to the fiery, unforgiving God of the Old Testament. If you actually examine the text, God is constantly in the process of engaging and forgiving and learning how to be in relationship with human beings. And this is such a, an essential idea that the rabbis at the very onset of the Torah say that before God created the world, God created tshuva. God created the means uh, for people to find forgiveness from God, because otherwise the world couldn't stand. If God was simply a God of strict justice, then, you know, the God, the people would have been destroyed a long time ago. And we see again and again throughout the Torah, Moses appealing to God and winning forgiveness for the people. I think that's a, that's a very powerful idea because in some ways, and I'm interested in knowing what you think, I think this makes God much more approachable. Um, yeah, it's so interesting to me. This is, you know, at the heart of, of all religion, really, like our, our relationship with God is, and we are flawed human beings. For some reason, God did not create perfect human beings. He knew that that was, uh, that this was part of the deal. And we all then spend the rest of our lives trying to figure out how to be less imperfect and how to, you know, uh, what to do when we make mistakes. In some religions, there's confession. You confess your mistakes. That's a start. But in our religion, you know, forgiveness is really at the core of, of so much of what we do. And, and it's not easy. Like maybe God can forgive us easily, but forgiving 
one another is hard. And it, 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 it's not like you just say it and it's done. You have to really, you have to work at it and you have to find a way to feel it. But what's happening in the Hebrew Bible is this exact story. And so in a sense, what we're being asked to do is to not only think about our relationship theologically, but to learn from our relation, our people's relationship with God as to how to act with others. So for instance, on Yom Kippur, we're asking God for forgiveness. But in order to really fulfill the day, we're also told that we need to seek forgiveness, as Michila, from the people that we know, the people that we come into contact with, the most important people in our lives, to really sit down and have conversations where we acknowledge things that we could have done better or maybe just really did, did badly and ask for forgiveness and go through that process so that we learn how to do that. And so, in a sense, the classroom for forgiveness is God's relationship with the Jewish people. I guess the question is, which which is more important? Um, or are they indistinct? Are they inseparable? How we treat one another and forgiving those with whom we live or asking forgiveness of God. I, I kind of think of it as the way, same way I think about running. You know, when I'm training for a race, the miles I put in every day that, that nobody's counting and nobody's timing, um, those are the same, basically. I can't, I can't run the marathon without those miles. And in a way, they're, in, they're inseparable because I can't finish the race if I don't log the miles every day leading up to the race. So in other words, this is a developed skill. Exactly. And also in, in the case of running, there's no perfection, right? You just, you're, you're always doing the best you can and you're really racing against yourself. You can never be perfect at it. Well, you're talking about a subject I know very little about. So, <laughs> so I, I can talk about chuva, but I can't talk about running. Um, you know, in our portion this week, which is leading us to the high holidays, we have the portion of Nitzavim. We've got to go into the context for a second. They're standing together before God. Atem Nitzavim Hayom. Today you stand together. Every person in the Israelite community is standing together to enter into this covenant with God as they're about to enter the land. So this is a really dramatic moment. But then as the Torah reading goes on, there's a conversation about the fact that in the future, the Israelites are going to run the risk of not keeping the Torah. And if they don't keep the Torah, they're going to be exiled from the land. So this is kind of a, a splash of cold reality water that's being tossed in their face. And the Torah says, when all these things befall you, the blessing and the curse that I've set before you, and you take them to heart amidst the various nations which the Lord your God has banished you. So you're now in exile, suffering in exile. You come to the conclusion that um, I, I got here because of my own bad behavior, because I left the covenant, because my relationship with God through Torah really broke down. And then what does it say? And you return to the Lord your God. In other words, you make tshuva. Veshavta et Adonai Elohechi. You hear the word tshuva in there. And you return to the Lord your God. You and your children heed his command with all your heart and with all your soul that I enjoy upon you today. Then the Lord will, will bring you back. He And it's the same verb. God will return you. And so it's really built 
into the history and the story of the Jewish people writ large. It's about this very real relationship where we make mistakes and there's hurt and there's pain, but there's love and there's the possibility of coming back. And look, this is exile and return. This is part of the seven weeks that lead us to um, Rosh Hashanah. We can, we're reading a series of Haftorahs that take us from Tisha B'Av, the destruction of the temple and exile, and kind of lead us back. And so what we're doing in this um, remarkable way is we're learning that return to one another is hard work. And there are, it doesn't just happen, right? You know, it's like when you, you see parents on the playground saying, and their kids are fighting, now you say you're sorry. And the kids are, I'm sorry. And you know, that's not really an apology. But what parents are teaching their children in that moment is that you have to take responsibility. You have to say you're sorry. And so it's not just about a relationship with God we're talking about. How do you create a holy society where people are aware they empathize with each other. They are aware and take responsibility for what they do. Yeah, I really like what you're saying here. And I think in, in a way, it's like the whole point, the whole foundation, the whole reason that we have religion is that we are flawed, right? And we're looking for a way to be better. And God and the Torah give us the template. They give us the structure around which to try to improve ourselves. And it, it begins by accepting our flaws, by saying, yes, we make mistakes and I can apologize for them. I can atone for them. And, and I can maybe work on getting better at this whole thing called, you know, living. I would add to that, that religion is a way of living in the world. How mm -hmm. do we do that? And at the heart of any religion is how do I live with other people? And what I think is so powerful about Judaism is that it spends time thinking about how we live with God and that relationship and how we develop that relationship. And as a result, we learn how to relate to one another. And that being forgiving doesn't make you weak. Sometimes being forgiving makes you strong. If God can do it, how come we can't? And by the way, if God can do it and you're not willing to, how can you ask God to forgive you? Yeah, that's a great point. You said about the weakness really you know, struck a chord because it, sometimes it's really hard to to apologize. And, you know, we do it half-heartedly and we'll say, well, if I hurt your feelings, I'm sorry. Right. Um, and it, that's, you know, that condition of, <laughs> is everything. That's like I'm saying, not really, I'm not really sorry. I'm just I'm, sorry that you're, I'm just sorry you're, you're sorry. I have to say something now. Yeah, so yeah. here's what yeah. I'm going to say. Yeah. That's the, the whole point. I guess what you're saying is that, you know, it takes work. You got to do it um, in a meaningful way and, and start thinking about your relationship with God is a great way because that's not an easy one. If you can work on it that way, I don't know, maybe it's easier than working on it with the person, with your, with your sibling or with your parent or with your spouse. If you take it seriously, I'm not sure that is easier. If you take seriously the notion that you're actually standing in synagogue or at home before God and God knows everything about you, you're right? So there's no shading anything here. That's hard. It is amazing training for how to live with other people, to be honest, to be open, as you said, as a building block of any thoughtful relationship, any meaningful relationship. But it's also how we train ourselves to be responsible human beings, to live and to be honest with each other. And I guess that's what the call of the shofar is ultimately about, is to call us back 
and to stand as a community, right? I'll just end with this, but I think one of the most powerful things that we do on Yom Kippur is that we stand up and we all hit our hearts. Ashamnu, Bagadnu, Gazalnu. And that moment is a statement. It says Gazalnu. We end every, all of these sins one by one by one with the suffix new, which is us. We have done this. We have done that. And it's as if to say, look, there's nobody in this synagogue. There's nobody in this Jewish world. There's nobody in the world in general who is blameless, who hasn't done something wrong in this past year. We're in this together. And if I see you doing it, and you are, of course, the paragon of virtue, then I can do it as well. How do we go forward together? The high holidays really are a rehearsal for life. How do we really approach one another? And again, going back to that that basic idea that a, a meaningful relationship has to have the ability built into it that each can forgive. Each can say they're sorry and each can forgive. So Jonathan, if I've done anything this past year to offend you, I do sincerely apologize. Um, and, and I apologize too. I'm not even going to use the word if. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take my, the if away as well. <laughs> okay.